Number 10 and number 24, switch. Number 18 and number 6, switch. Number 22 to the middle. Welcome to center stage. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the center stage. My name is Luke. I'm here with Ashlyn and Carolina. Ladies, it's a new week. I'm stuck in a thunderstorm. Well, thunderstorm, <laughs> typhoon. No, I'm just kidding. It's a we're getting like the back end of a uh, tropical storm. So just lots of thunder and rain and the lights have flickered a couple of times. But thankfully, nothing has gone off and it seems like we got good connection. So what's up? How are you? Hi, huh. I'm good. Yes. <laughs> good. I'm good. I'm good. It's like I haven't seen rain since I passed Pennsylvania three weeks ago. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. It, the days here, they, they all just kind of merge because it's like starts foggy because I'm by the water. And then by like 9 30, 10 o'clock, there's not a sky, like a, a cloud in the sky. And then it's super sunny all day. And then in the evening time, it gets a little chilly. So that's been that every, every single day, which I'm not complaining, but <laughs> California droughts are real. So. Yeah, so they are. They are. We 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 don't have really too hot of a weather yet. It's starting to get warmer, but it's it's nice. I'm not I'm not complaining about it. Cool. So what's up, Ash? How are you? Where you at? You still in Vegas? Yes, I'm good. I'm still in Vegas. Um, I'm actually going to be traveling next week because I'm going to the Republic of Texas show. I have, I think, like six athletes in that show, including a pro. So I'm going to go and um just support and be there for my athletes i'm really really excited to go to the show um i'm actually on the flyer for the show so i'm just i'm excited to go yeah and, i saw that mm -hmm. yeah um, and this you is the girl you paid oh, <laughs> <laughs> no um this is just the first show that they're having for like for the year or whatever for this like specific event um so i'm excited to go to it and check it out but yeah so i'll be flying it's in austin so i'm flying to fort lauderdale first um i'll be flying out there next week just to go back home get some more stuff um to bring back here to vegas and then i'll go to austin and then fly from austin back home here so back home am, what's home home is vegas Home is Vegas for now. I mean, I'll be going back and forth, but I mean, I'll be here majority cool. of the time. That's cool. Well, congrats. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. So um, I'm actually going to be in Vegas in the end of August. So, I mean, if you're still going back and forth and you're still there, maybe we can connect. And then I'll be there in September too, because one of, you know, um, I don't know if you know her, Chantel, she competed with us in Orlando and she her and I competed together in Pittsburgh and her and I kind of like connected and kind of stayed in touch. So she's going to fly into to visit me in LA in the like mid, mid September. And then we're going to take like a girl's trip to Vegas um, for like a couple of days. So we're all very excited about that. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. You get uh, close to Olympia time by then, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yep. Seeing I Ashlyn is going to be is going to be all you know mandatory gym workouts and that's it and support system. <laughs> you want to be carrying around her cold chicken and you know and all that good stuff in her little container. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
be it's gonna be serious but um it's fine i'm ready for it <laughs> you you definitely just going by like your your posts and, and your attitude and the way you know things have been you know recently it definitely sounds like you're it sounds like the the funny part is how can i put this like in, it sounds like you're done with the off time and you're ready to get back to the routine and the the norm and like what you're what you're used to it almost seemed like in some of your posts it almost seemed like you were a little bit annoyed with like the freedom you were like i'm so ready to get back to just being on a regiment <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't want to be free anymore no please don't let me eat whatever i want get me out of here <laughs> it really drives me crazy because like yes i love it but at the same time it's driving me crazy so i'm like it's i it's like a it's something that I go back and forth with daily. And that's something that I hate because I'm just like, I want to enjoy this. And so I like force myself to enjoy it. And I do, but then I start thinking like, man, I just want to get back into a routine because that's what I love. So it's like, I love freedom every now and then. And who doesn't like that's it's needed. I just think as a human being, you need that in order to just feel alive like why do you want to feel like you're in a box all the time and hey if your mm. structure makes you feel alive and it doesn't make you feel like that you're in a box then that is great like for all for it a hundred percent but I am the type of person that I do need some freedom like I can't just be in a box all the time as much as I can push and grind when I need to and as long as I need to to achieve my goals I will do it um, but it's not something that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy from the inside out. Like I, I really do have that personality that I just need a break and I just need, um, some freedom and I need to enjoy life and not think about being so structured and on plan 24 seven. Like, yes, I can do it. I have the ability to do it and I will do it when I need to. Um, but I definitely think that it's really important to also, do things without feeling like you're just trapped all the time. And that's, yeah. you know, that's prep. You are trapped. You literally can only do certain things. Um, and you obviously only have so much energy, you know, because you're dieting and you're in a deficit and you're burning off all the fat that you have on you and yep. fats, what's give you, what gives you energy. So it's just like, you know, it just comes to a point where you have to do something for not only for your sanity and for your health, but just to like, enjoy life and make memories and live a little bit like you they, yeah. you can't just you know be yeah be in a box all the time so as yeah, much as I enjoyed it and everything I'm really happy to be back you know on a structured plan I did fasted cardio this morning I don't even remember the last time I've actually driven to a gym to do fasted cardio I used to do that when I was oh yeah because you just you just go to your gym downstairs and, and when you're in Florida right yeah. And then, you know, whenever I had the house, I had cardio. I had a, a machine treadmill um, mm. at the house. It was just in the garage. And then um, Dom has a spin bike, but honestly, I hate it. I just don't like the spin bike. It hurts my butt. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> Dom, if you're listening, yeah, it's, time so to buy this, it's, it's time to buy this girl a treadmill. Get yeah, he's a girl a treadmill. Or, 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 or a set of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's getting me a stairmaster, so that'll be here soon cool. um so I until have a bike like that like you're talking about in my garage that's and and when it pours here sometimes that ends up being like my outside workout for the end of the day like i open up the garage and i kind of have the bike like half in the garage half outside but i can only ride it for like 15 minutes because the seat is so rock friggin' hard that it hurts my butt and i'm like 
and I'll get up and I'll do some other like, you know, movements. And then I'll go back on the bike for another 10 or 15 minutes, but I can't sit there for 45 minutes because it's it literally, it's, it's I'm like, who designed this shit? Like, come on people. Like, yeah, it's, it's really awful to be comfy. <laughs> you know? It's it's really awful. Yeah. You um, need to buy some pants with the butt pads in them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it, the way to go. About that. That's funny. That's, that's the way to go. That's so funny. So Ash, <laughs> let's get down to the nitty gritty. What's so what's different about this prep? Like, like looking at it from a whole, what's, what do you, what are the main changes and what do you see that is going to be potentially more challenging or just, you know, just really just different from what you've done in the past? So it's definitely going to be different getting as much fat off that I need to versus like before I didn't really have that much fat to lose. Um, it was more just kind of, you know, just kind of getting the details to come out. But now I know that I'm going to have to push a little bit harder and just make sure that, you know, the getting the fat off in a, a certain period of time, that's really the one thing that's going to be a little bit different is just making sure that, that we're getting dialed in quick enough. Um, my lower half normally takes a little bit longer to lean out. So, um, but I do know that I have... I just feel so much more dense this time. And it's not like, like thick, it's like dense as far as like my muscles just feel so full and hard, which is good. Um, I've never felt this like muscular before in an off season. Normally I just feel gross. Like if, if like the last time I remember having an off season, which was years ago, um, I didn't, I just didn't care that much and I didn't really train that hard and I I was just in a different spot mentally um and now my it's just so much different and training um recently has been really good like I haven't been training as often but when I train I am so specific and I train so hard and I'm just in it like my mind is in it and I've never felt that way as much as I have this time training so I'm just really excited to see even though like I haven't trained as often I know that my training sessions have been like 10 times better and the, the rest has been making my muscles I think just explode like every time I go I train it's like I just trained for the first time it's it's crazy so um, I do think that my response is so much better this time around um, even from last week to this week, my check-ins look drastically different, even though my weight really isn't budging that much right now. Um, I can tell a huge difference in just like the way that my muscles look. And, um, so I'm just excited to see what I look like, you know, this year versus last year. I just think it's going to be a, a huge difference. So I'm excited. Yeah. Not really much will change as far as like my prep goes. Like I'll always do pretty much the same thing. Um, just because we know that it works for me. The only reason that will change something is if it just doesn't work. Um, so now we're just doing the same thing. You know, my cardio isn't super high yet. Um, my food's still pretty high. It's not low. She hasn't dropped it yet, but I did check in today. So I do have a feeling that we're probably going to start dropping some things and upping the cardio soon. So We'll get dialed in, but um, no change, no nothing specific that's gonna be crazy other than just making sure that we're getting, getting the fat that we've put on off. Cool. And what do you that's think? Nice. Where do you think you are? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Carolyn. No, no, no. I was gonna say it's nice when when you like 
are able to to see the difference in terms of the training and the recovery. And I think that that's such a big component, right? Um, especially with like, I mean, you, I know you could just go, go, go nonstop, but like speaking from personal experience, like I'm kind of in the same place in terms of like responsiveness, right? So when your body is, you're in a different environment, whether we like to admit it or not, like just train, like training in Florida and training in Vegas for you is probably different. You know, like the, the fact that you are rest, more rested and you did take time off as opposed to, you know, constantly doing cardio or constantly training every single day, six days a week without really stopping makes a difference. Um, and in my case, it's just like the same thing. Like I have to be able to pace myself. I need to eat more. I need to change my cardio routine, like my body. Like if I do cardio throughout off season, which I don't love to begin with, like I'll, you know, go on walks on a daily basis, a couple of days a week. If I feel like it, I'll go do faster cardio. But like, if I don't do actual like physical activity, as opposed to, um, like getting on the Stairmaster and, and like climbing up for hours and hours, like my body won't respond to when I start. So like, hence why I started, you know, like, I added jujitsu in and I added like, you know, walking on the beach and things like that. So those are things that for me now are kind of cardio. And because of that, like now my body is kind of in that same spot where I just like, you feel, okay, this was a freaking great workout and not, I didn't do anything, you know, out of the ordinary. So what, what you're saying really resonates with me. It's just like, it feels good when, when you know your body's just like, you, what you're doing works now, what you're doing is okay. We're going to go with it. <laughs> yes it's when you get that like that feeling where you just feel that your body is changing that is crazy to me because most people in the fitness industry all they care about is looks mm -hmm. and I get it like you work really hard because you want to look a certain way trust me I get it um but at the same time the way that you feel to me is so important and if I feel yeah. like crap I don't care what I look like I would much rather feel good on the inside and then the rest will eventually follow. So yeah. right now I love how I feel. And I love when I go to the gym and I just feel so strong. And when I look at myself, no, I'm not like, yes, this is the physique I want right now. Like, absolutely not. I know that, you know, I'm just getting back into my routine, you know, even my water intake, I'm starting to make sure that I hit my water goal every day, like little things, you know, are going to add up and make a huge difference and make me feel different. So um, you know, my supplement regimen has been on point, um, my, which it was on point during my off season, which I, obviously I think that that's a huge thing too. A huge factor is the fact that I kept all my regimen, um, my vitamin regimen on point, just making sure that I'm, you know, drinking my greens daily and my fiber daily and taking my, um, ravenous digestive enzymes with all my meals. And if I have a high carb day, I'll take my matador with it. So I do think adding those things in, um, you know, while I'm eating more and, and resting and training really hard when I do train, um, all those things make a huge difference. So now I'm just kind of starting to pick up the pieces with making sure that I'm training, um, as much as I was. So now I'm back to six days a week. Um, I still have one rest day and then now I am doing, um, six days a week of my cardio. Every other day is one day steady state. The other day's hit. So yeah, just kind of like just finding the groove, getting back into it and, you know, feeling so good is like so good going into this, into this prep. I've, I'm really excited and I'm really excited because I haven't even said what show I'm doing. I don't think, um, I don't think I've said the show that I'm doing before, but I am going to do the San Antonio pro, which is my, which was my pro debut. So this will be my second oh, that's time. That's awesome. Awesome. 
yeah. So I'm really excited to do the show. Um, it's the same week as the Olympia. I mean, the same week as the Arnold. So cool. Gotcha. That's yeah. really cool. And, and I think that one thing that you mentioned and is super, super important that not, not a lot of people realize, like when you talked about your supplementation and, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. I like to keep things consistent when it comes to like your daily vitamins and nutrients and greens and fiber and digestive enzymes. And, you know, people think that the, the, the supplementation only comes when it's time to compete. Supplementation only comes when it's time to, you know, drop body fat, dial it in. Oh, I don't need to take anything. It's time off. No, you're in, like you're saying, your internal health still matters, right? So you're thinking about hormonal balancing. You're thinking about, you know, um, muscle hydration, tissue hydration. You're thinking about, you know, digestive health. Like people need to start realizing that like you, the goal is to feel good all of the time, right? From, from the start to finish of every single portion of whether you're bulking, whether you're cutting, whether you are working for strength, whether you're working for muscle development, right? Supplementation is mainly to add on to the things your body is not getting from food and that it requires in order to excel, right? So Yes, your supplementation may change from one period to the next, but it doesn't mean that you should completely remove your staples, right? Like you're saying, ravenous, matador. Um, I love nitrox to, for my workouts. I think that it gives me, it improves my circulation a lot better, calming cacao, uh, minotaur, all of that stuff. And now we have, you know, the collagen two ways, which is a great addition to the whole mix. But it's just like people need to stop thinking that supplements are only attached to a specific portion of their fitness journey. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to make a huge difference. And I mean, think about it. Like when you're training hard in your off season, you're, you're, you're needing that. I think a little bit more mm-hmm. time anyways, because you know, you're always going to like you're always going to need supplementation no matter what you're doing, whether you're prepping or whether you're, you know, an off season. But I do think that off, I don't even think people realize how important off season is. I think few people think of off season and they just think of fucking off. They don't think of like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. together. like this is the time to get your shit together. People think that prep is the time to get your shit together. No off season is the time to get your shit together. That's where you're going to make improvements the most because you have your food as, as high as it can go. You're in a surplus majority of the time. If you're in off season and you're on in a surplus, what are you doing? Like, really, what are you doing in your off season? I don't understand. It's like people take off seasons and they want to be lean. And it makes no sense to me. Like there's a reason yeah. to have off seasons. If you're a competitor, it's different if you're lifestyle and you want to just stay lean year round, you know, that's, that's totally you. Um, and if that's your goal, that's your goal. But, you know, if you are a competitor and you want to grow in any sort of way, you have to have a legitimate off season, a legitimate growing period in a surplus where you're eating food, where you're of course enjoying life in between, but it's like, I don't understand why, where you're training hard. Like, why aren't you, yeah. why aren't you putting in the work in your off season, the supplementation, the food, the water, everything is equally, if not more important in off season than it is prep. So it's like, I don't know, understand why people just fuck off in off season and then expect to get into a prep and look better. Like you're yeah. not going to look better. You're either going to look the same or you're going to look worse. Or worse. Yeah. You're not giving your body the proper time that it needed to be able to see changes. And I think yeah. that's what 
me the most um, with people, especially when they have potential um, and they look incredible and they're so close to like, you know, obtaining their pro card or maybe they're getting, um, maybe they're getting first or second call at a national show, but they're like in that top 10 range where they're like right there, you know, um, cause you can easily go from 10th place to first place within, yeah. you know, easily. Um, so, you know, top 10, you're right there. So it's like, why are you messing around in your off season? Like you should be taking it serious and training just as hard and eating, um, eating really good foods, you know, and making sure you're hitting your protein is, is the, the number one, you know, don't scamp out on your protein. Cause you really need to do that. You know, if you overeat your fats and carbs in off season, fine, you know what, whatever, you'll probably put on some weight and that's not a big deal because you can put that into the gym. You can go to the, to the gym and kill yourself. But I don't know. I just, it frustrates me when people get on stage year after year after year and they look the exact same. And I'm like, did you have a proper off season? Like you need to have a proper off season where you actually think about increasing the calories, hitting the calories, know what you're eating, you know, not just, just freaking not doing anything. I don't know. It's frustrating. <laughs> I'm like, you have so much potential. Why are you? Messing? I know you got so mad. It sounds like you just thought about like 10 people all at once. Um, no, you're so, you're so right. You're so right. And I think that like, you know, um, I remember when <laughs> Joe announced it even before I did, I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. When he announced it, he was like, you know, Carolina is now going to go into a structure off season. And then we're really excited. So what's to come in the next year, blah, blah, blah. And then of course I shared that post. And then I had like 10 people like, what do you mean structured off season? Does that mean you can't go out? Does that mean we can't go out for dinner? Does that mean you can't go out on vacation? I was just like, no, dude, that, that does not, that's not what that means. It means that I'm still going to be training. It means I'm still like all of the things that Ashlyn just said it means that I'm doing all those things with the purpose you know what I mean like I've been guilty in the past um I think it was from the 2018 to 2019 season no 2017 to 2018 that like I just I didn't fuck off an off season but I just didn't I didn't commit or push to the extent for a number of different reasons, but I did, I wasn't there. I wasn't present. I wasn't intentional about my off season and it showed. I stepped on stage for an entire season and I felt like shit because I looked like shit. Like not literally, you know, like you're lean, you have abs, everyone thinks you look amazing, but I didn't look my best. And there's no shittier feeling in the world if you are a competitive person and you want to be competitive in the sport that, that, that you're part of than knowing I showed up without my best. There's one thing if like you show up feeling like, okay, this is all I could give right now. And this is my stepping stone to something better. Um, that's something. And then you get to stage and you're like, okay, whoever else shows up, they just, they were better. You know, like that's, that's one thing. The other thing is showing up and like feeling unprepared. And you're like, I, and this is, and, and, but only because of something that you decided not to do. Um, so I don't wish that on anyone. So I emphasize that a lot when I talk to people, um, when they ask me questions about off season, that it's just like, there's, there, there's a lot of room for a lot of wiggle room and flexibility and with nutrition and training during an off season, as long as you have a plan. Right. Cause I think when you, when, when people say like structure, they, they immediately think the extreme, 
right? I think that there's a lot of extremism in, in this in the industry and a lot of extremism in the sport, which let's be honest, it is an extreme sport when you have to hit pedal to the metal and get ready for a, a show. But when it comes to your off season, there's so much more that you can approach and still be committed and still be focused and still push hard and have the downtime and have the fun and have like the peace of mind, like Ashton was talking about at the beginning, right? So there's there there's a little bit of, I think, miscommunication or lack of understanding that people get when they think like, oh my God, I'm not gonna, it's just gonna feel like prep all year round. Like, no, you just have to be intentional. Right. Yep. <clears throat> Very true. So Ash, real quick, solely for the purpose of letting every competitor out there, especially, you know, our lady listeners, that it's okay to put on weight and improvement in, in off season. Do you have a scale number before you started back on prep? Yeah. I mean, this is the heaviest that I've ever been. I literally put on, so the highest that it got, like this was literally when I, I just wanted to randomly step on the scale and just see, um, this was like in the midst of all my eating and going out and doing whatever I felt like doing. Um, I was 116. So 116, that's 16 pounds above stage weight. And I always say, a good range, um, from, for women to be healthy, to put on a good amount of body fat, to, um, be in a surplus, to feel good, to be able to go to the gym and just train your heart out and, and just have a lot of energy, um, and enjoy life at the same time. I think anywhere, and this is just depending on, you know, the type of body fat, um, that you, some people just put on more body fat than others naturally. And I actually have clients that I have to get their body fat to a certain point, or they won't even have their periods. So there are women out there that do need to put on a little bit more body fat. And that is okay. Like you need to do what's good for your body and, and stop trying to do what you see on social media. I think that that's really important. Um, I feel like people feel like they need to look a certain way because some people out there look a certain way. Um, and they need to look like that. And you don't, um, you need to do what's best for your body. So every single person is going to respond different and look different and hold weight different. And, um, you know, they have to have a certain amount of body fat in order to be healthy. I do not need to have a body, a certain body fat high, let's say, um, to be healthy. I can have no fat on my entire body and still get a period. Um, so, I just function that way and it's fine for me. And I know that I'm healthy when I get blood work, everything's fine. Everything's regular. I never have issues. Um, so I know that my body is just, it just responds really well to low fats and not having a lot of fat on me. Um, so 16 pounds was, you know, a lot for me and it wasn't something that I necessarily had to do. Um, but I was okay with it and I enjoyed it and I didn't regret it at all because, it was something that I, I haven't got to experience and enjoy life um, in so long that I, I took the, what I, what I want to look like out of the equation. I just said, you know what, I want to feel good and enjoy life. And I don't want to think about what my body looks like right now. It's not that big of a deal. Like it really isn't. I, I know what I'm capable of. I know what type of athlete I am. If I put on a couple pounds of fat, um, you know, for X period of time. Cool. Like I, I love my body, whether it's bigger or whether it's smaller, I know that I'm a freakishly lean athlete majority of the year. So having myself, you know, be almost 20 pounds above stage weight, which is even weird for me to say, um, because I haven't done that in so long. I, 
am so glad that I did it and I don't regret it at all. And sure, I may have not, I may have not taken, you know, tons of selfies in the gym and maybe I was out of my routine for a little while. And of course it was weird. Um, you know, it wasn't the same, but I do think that it was necessary. And I'm, I'm, I encourage all women that, you know, want to enjoy life and not think about that for a couple months. And, you know, it's okay to put on a little bit of fat as long as you're, you know, not creating unhealthy habits along the way, which I wasn't doing. I wasn't binging. I wasn't doing anything crazy like that. Um, so, you know, as long as you have control over what you're doing, I think that that's the most important thing is to have control. Um, and putting on some body fat is fine. I think anywhere from 15, between 15 and 30 pounds, um, you know, between your stage weight, I think 30 pounds max, I really, for a bikini competitor, I really wouldn't try to do more than that. If your body naturally gets up to that, that level with you feeling good, you're healthy, your hormones are great. Um, you know, then that's perfectly fine. There are plenty of people that put on 30 pounds, um, you know, between shows and they're healthy and, um, they don't look, they're not binging. They're not doing anything crazy. That's just how their body responds. And that's fine. Um, so for me, it's never really that crazy. I would say it's always under 20 pounds, um, anywhere between, you know, last time it was eight. So last time I only got above stage weight, eight pounds. So this time it was another eight. So I literally put on double what I did um, last season. And, you know, it's just, it's, I love it. I'm glad that I did it and I feel good. So I definitely want women to know that it's, it's important to do this for your mental state and it's important for your health. Um, you know, to, to have some body fat on you, it's not that big of a deal. I feel like everybody just looks at social media and feels like they need to be shredded. And I, I, I know I promote on mine a majority of the time because I'm lean, you know, but that's why I want people to know, like, it's okay to not be lean 24 seven, especially if you have goals, especially if you want to grow in this industry, um, and you need a growing period, put on the fat. It's fine. Like you're going to get it off. It's not that big of a deal. You know, as, as soon as you get back into a structured, a really, really structured, um, you know, deficit plan with your cardio regimen and all of that, your body's going to respond great because you literally gave it a little bit of time to breathe. So I think it's worth it. That's good. And I, I, I do want to make a side note for those that heard the snoring in the back. That wasn't me. I was awake the whole time. That's bossy. Okay. It, it was definitely. <laughs> I, was I was just like, they're like, Carolina passed out. Yep. And <laughs> she didn't. Okay. It was bossy. But I agree 100% with everything you said. I think it's, you know, I'm not going to even repeat it because it'd just be redundant, but you nail it. It's, it's so right. And I think that um, everyone should experience that and should understand that the first time you experience it, because it's scary, it's scary to get out of your comfort zone. It's scary to, to, to get to a point where like you almost, the first time that I had to put a serious amount of weight, like I felt uncomfortable in my own skin because you've never seen that before, right? You've never seen that weight on the scale. You've never seen like the clothes start to fit differently. Sometimes like, for example, now I'm at a point where I know I'm heavier, but my clothes fit differently in some areas, but they still feel good. You know, my waistline and my back, you know, like I don't feel suffocated. So I know that I'm good. I honestly haven't stepped on the scale in like over a month. I don't, I don't own a scale right now. Good. We had to leave some stuff behind <laughs> when we moved yeah, and I don't, and, <laughs> and, you know, Milish and I made the decision that for honestly, for my mental health, that 
we weren't going to pack the goddamn scale. So I haven't purchased one. So, you know what I mean? I, it, it just really made my, my progress markers are different now. My progress markers come with amount of soreness with my digestive health on a daily basis. You know, like people don't like to talk about poop. Like, let's be honest, that's important. And, you know, digestive health, whether if you're bloated or not, uh, water retention, how, you know, I have clothes. I, I posted on my stories the other day and a ton of my friends thought it was hilarious. Like, I'm living my life by knowing that there's one pair of shorts that should also feel always feel loose on me. And that's exactly how I'm like understanding like, okay, I know that if, you know, at this point in time, the goal is different. So I'm not going to have abs, my waistline, I want to stay tight. And I want to say for the sake of it tells me more than just, oh, you're gaining weight. It tells me about my internal health. But you know what I mean? It's there is, you know, you have to undergo these changes to find out exactly how to um, feel okay with the process, right? Every person has a way to do it. Some people don't step on the scale. Some people have like off-season clothes and on-season clothes. Some people don't even track their macros, which I don't, I, I don't recommend. But so, and, and then other people, you know, like just just go through it and feel a little shitty some days and some days you feel great because you're having having great workouts but you still need to put on the size you still need to eat more you still need to lift heavy you still need to do all of these things that Ashton was mentioning in order to, to to be able to to get to your goal right is a process the steps that come before the the stage physique um, are not always going to be the ones that you want to visually see but they're necessary right now Ash yep. for you what are you like? All right, so how, let me word this the right way. What are you looking for in terms of the presentation you're going to bring on stage in comparison to the off season that you had? So let's say, you know, I've, I've heard some people say like they'll gain, you know, 40 pounds at hopes of bringing two more pounds of lean body mass, you know, to the stage. What, where, where would you be happy? In, or, or do you even have a number in mind of what you think your stage weight should be? after you've had a successful off season? I'm hoping that um, my stage weight is, I'm hoping it's like, so normally my state, like when I wake up fasted, mm -hmm. I'm normally like anywhere from 99 or 98 to hundred. Like I'm normally in those, in those, in that range. Right. Um, and I'm hoping to wake up fasted at like 101, 102. Like that's like, kind of my goal I want to be a little bit over um 100 pounds and I just I really want to grow a little bit more in my upper body I know that I could grow a little bit more like in my delts so getting just a little bit bigger in my upper body and then um obviously I do want a little bit more density in my glutes um my tie-ins are great I don't really need to work on those at all so really just like the density like that you want to have that like 3d dimension look on stage with your glutes. And that's kind of what I want to achieve, which I, I do think that I, I have that. I just want it a little bit more amplified. So I'm definitely going to work on bringing just a little bit more, um, upper glute and even the lower glute, just a little bit more too. So, um, I'm excited to see if I can just bring out that, that 3d look a little bit more. And then I do know that just, just time, um, muscle maturity with my upper body is, is really important for me. That's always been my feedback is just more time, um, with my upper body. So I know that, that it'll come, but nothing really drastic. I really just want to make sure that, um, this year I'm bringing 
just a whole different, like, I just want to look a little bit more dense. Um, I felt like I was starting to look a little bit more stringy, um, especially this year. Like when I was competing this year, like at the Olympia last year, um, I did have a little bit of a break going into the Olympia. So I do feel like my Olympia look was great. I really don't look back at my Olympia and be like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have done this or changed this. Like, I actually thought that I nailed it. And there was really nothing that I would have done differently. Um, even looking back, I, I would not have changed anything. I thought we peaked perfectly. Um, I had a couple of refeeds going into the show. I felt like that was the fullest that I could have been. Um, but I felt like that was way more food than it was muscle. So I really want to just look, um, a little bit more dense. And then whenever I add in the fullness on top of that, I hope everything just pops how I want it to, but yeah, just being a little bit bigger is, is what I'm, I'm looking to do. The goal is to be a beast. No, I got you. Goal is to bring these cakes up. That's the yeah, goal. That's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> let's get into, uh, we got a little bit of time left. Let's get into real quick. Um, we had a, a listener ask about going into an if it fits your macro style, um, you know, uh, style nutrition in the off season. So give us your thoughts on that, both of you, and what your process is with that and what you think and uh, how it kind of works or doesn't work with clients, if it makes if that makes sense. Well, I, well, I, okay. I believe in it. No, sorry. Um, I, I think it's great. I think, one, it depends from person to person. There are clients that can manage if it fits your macros and there are clients that can't um, in terms of, like, they don't know how to reel it in or they, they have a hard time picking and choosing foods. And that's part of like experience. And I think that that's something that everyone can achieve, but some people just prefer not to. Um, but I think that as long as, you know, there's an understanding that you have more flexibility, you have more malleability in terms of like how, what types of foods you're eating. Um, you, you want to hit markers where right? you want wholesome foods to be like 80% of the time. You still want to, you know, hit your protein goals, your, your carbohydrate goals, your water goals. But remembering that, you know, if you want to go out for dinner with your family, you can, um, you know, depending on how frequently you're going out that you, you have more room, you have more wiggle room. I like to call it a wiggle room, um, to make those choices and say, for example, like if one day you don't want to freaking eat chicken, you want to go ahead and, but you know, it's people forget that like eating healthy, it's also is that can also be diverse, can also give you variety. And I think that like, that's the one thing that at least for myself, uh, when it comes to my contest prep, like um, I miss the most is that variety and that diversity of fruits and veggies and uh, protein choices. And you know what I mean? Like carb choices, like you can do all that. And that still works within fit your mac if it fits your macros. Um, I think that the second people associate if it fits your macros. So like, I'm going to have three Oreos instead of like six ounces of, pot- you know what I mean? Like they just think about junk food and it's not necessarily the case. Um, but I think it's, I do think it's great for a lot of people. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, the main thing that I love about if it fits your macros in off season is just the flexibility of it. So you can obviously incorporate the meals that you want to have, especially like if you go to work every day, um, making sure that, you know, like if you're in off season and you want to, if you have certain goals that you're looking to achieve, then, um, if it fits your macros is perfect for that because you're able to have flexibility and hit the goal that you're looking to, to hit. So if you are like I, all of my athletes, like when they're in off season, I really, really, really encourage them to not be on a meal plan because if you're on a meal plan, 
Um, majority of the time you're going to get sick of it. And then that's what leads to bad habits. So that's going to lead to you binging or, you know, snacking at night or doing things you're not supposed to be doing because you're, you feel so trapped, you know, on your regimen and an off season, you feel like you can't do anything. Um, and that just leads to you doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. So, um, I just think for your mental state, it's just better to do if it fits your macros so you can decide what foods you want to eat and you can switch things out. Um, you know, if you want to have an English muffin or a bagel in the morning, if you want to make a, a freaking like egg sandwich with a bagel and put whatever you want on it, um, and then you just track it, you're hitting your numbers throughout the day. Then that's, what's really most important is because you're being consistent. That's what's mm -hmm. the most important thing in an off season is, is trying to be consistent if you're looking to grow. Um, so I just, I really just think it's important because you can go out to eat, you can do things and track, um, and you're still hitting the goal that you're looking to hit and you're staying on track. So you get the best of both worlds is how I look at it. Um, in an off season, you don't feel like you're all like suffocated and having to eat chicken or having to eat, um, a certain amount of, or certain like, um, protein source or a certain carb source, like there's a million different carbs. You can choose different ones. Like if you want to have a pop tart post-workout and you're in off season, why not? Like, as long as you're eating, um, you know, you're hitting your protein goal and you're tracking it and you're hitting the same numbers daily. Um, your body will respond perfectly fine. I mean, it doesn't have to be super strict in the off season, as long as you're hitting majority of the foods that are going to be, you know, valuable to, your growth and making sure that you're staying on track as far as that goes. What do you typically try to stay at with like your clients, especially your bikini competitors that like in terms of a like surplus, like, do you, do you hold them to a specific number? Like, are you like, Hey, let's try to be only at like 500 calorie surplus. Or do you kind of give them that overall flexibility that they could be 2000 calories over one day with maybe another day that they're like closer to maintenance or even under maintenance a little bit to kind of balance out the week. How do you typically handle that on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, it depends on the athlete really, because, um, I mean, shoot, I have some athletes that I literally keep feeding and they keep dropping weight. Like their calories are, they should be in a surplus, but they just like keep dropping weight. So I just keep feeding them. And then if they just keep dropping weight, I'm like, you need to have X amount of refeeds during the week or cheat meals, um, either one. So, you know, every athlete is different because they all respond differently as far as like their mental state. So some people can't like, even if they're in a surplus, like I can't give them cheat meals because they'll binge. Yeah. Um, so some of them have to be like structured refeeds or something like that. So, um, it every, every athlete is different. Some people get refeeds every other day. Some people get refeeds once a week. Um, and if they're in a surplus, like I don't have a specific, like amount that I want them to go over. They maintain, like some people, they feel extremely uncomfortable. And if you feel so uncomfortable, which honestly I try to instill in my athletes, like you have to go through an uncomfortable phase in order to like see growth. And I try to let them know that, but at the same time, I want them to feel good, you know, as much as they can, because that's, what's going to also help them push harder in the gym and be a better athlete. So I, I try to see I try to get the best of both, um, out of it. So sometimes I'll do like a carb cycle where, you know, like four out of the seven days they're eating really high, but then they have where they're in a surplus, but then the other three are just maintenance. Um, 
So that way they, it's kind of a mental thing for them. So it's like, it's not like a trick, but they're still, they're still in a phase where they're growing, but they have a few days where they, they don't feel as full. They don't feel like they're eating as much. Um, and even if their weight isn't changing, they mentally just feel better because they're not eating as much every single day. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to just go with the flow of each athlete, but I don't have a specific, um, like frame that I put on. Well, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It does. So cool. Carolyn, you want to add anything to that? No, I mean, I, I agree. I think that like, you have to be very client specific when it comes to that, you know, like even with the speed in which some people jump into from like their last show of the season into an off season. Like some people have to reverse diet very slowly. Um, some people, you know, in order to sustain, you know, and not rebound, some people can do a bigger jump and go into a higher caloric, either like jump back into what their previous maintenance range used to be prior to starting contest prep. And then, you know, from there going into a surplus, some people can go straight from contest prep intake to a surplus. So you really have to, um, you know, learn your client and understand what their body best responds to. Um, hence why it's so important to work with your coach during an off season, I think prior to um, jumping into a contest prep season, right? So you both have this understanding of one, each other's methods and two, how the, the, the athlete's body will respond to a specific number of calories based on what their previous surplus or previous maintenance range, because your body will change, right? You're, you're not, you know, like, say, for example, I know that there are certain types of meats and certain types of carbs. And, you know, I do better with high, uh, you know, high carbs and low fats and, and, and moderate protein, as opposed to some people can do higher carb, uh, higher fats, low carbs and medium proteins. So like you have to understand what each person responds to in order to know how much to increase of what. Um, but now what Ashlyn is saying is very important. It's just like, you also have to get this like uh, there's more than just like, okay, how does your physical body respond to X number of calories, X number of carbs, proteins, and fats? Like you have to understand their relationship with food and how that may shift throughout the, through, throughout the process, right? Um, it could be competing. It could be a very slippery slope down like, you know, binge eating, uh, disordered eating, or any type of like obsessive, like body dysmorphic, things like that, because it's a process. Like you have to remember to like, these girls or these guys even, you know, like guys aren't super open about it too, but I've, I have friends who have, you know, who've confided about this stuff with me and it, it's a process to, to get used and going back to what we we're talking earlier, getting used to how the, your physique changes, right? So you're taking all of those things into account and overall, of course, like the umbrella, the overall umbrella is like, what is your health like? Are you, are you healthy throughout this process? Then we can sustain it. Um, but it's really a person to person scenario. Like you have, th there's just so many variables you have to take into account that th there's no like straightforward, like, you know, X number of calories are ideal for this type of person. And this type right. of deficit is ideal for that competitor. You know what I mean? Like you have to be specific um, and then go from there. So I think that, you know, for people that are new to competing or looking into going into their first like quote unquote off season, um, you know, the ideal would be to like work with your coach for a few, you know, a few months prior to starting a contest prep and then doing a second, a secondary off season. I think that that's the best way to have a successful one um, so that everyone knows exactly what's going on. Yep. 
Love it, ladies. Well, that was a killer show. You guys, as always, knocked it out of the park. Either of you have any final thoughts, any, you know, last minute efforts? Like, did anybody want to possibly comment on Brad's bikini that he posted about in his latest post? I'm not sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't. There's just there's so much there. I it just looked like they had a blast. I'm just glad that both of them had a blast. I'm glad they had an awesome time. I thought it was hilarious because I was like, you know, uh, <clears throat> when he posted that at first, I looked at it like three times and I'm like, it's gotta, there's got to be something on the other side. I'm like, how? I'm not even going to go there because as a man, I just, I'm just thinking the first thought I had was how does it all fit in there? <laughs> like, that is so funny. Like, oh, I'm like, I have no clue. I was like, I don't know what I would have to do. It wouldn't even, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. All right. We're out of here. This is guys haven't seen it. We're, we're talking about Brad Rowe, project AD athlete. Awesome dude. He put up a, a great post that really, you know, takes into, goes into depth and talks a lot about, you know, uh, life and, and, and how he feels and the fun that he's having. But the post was hilarious because yeah, yes, we've never seen we, it. We highly recommend it. <laughs> Check it out. Well, ladies, until next week, appreciate you both. And Thank uh, you. you got it. Bye. Bye. Bye.